0: welcome everyone to the almost cancelled tv news podcast i am peter
1: and joining me as always is connor i am just about here <laughs> we could talk about renewals cancellations new shows that have been ordered all that kind of stuff uh that's what we normally do here every week and possibly ramble about other things if if the, the need comes up and around i don't have anything planned this week though there's nothing nothing that was uh particularly... no, no pre-scheduled rambling, just, just no pre-scheduled, the natural no. kind. No, I've only watched a couple more episodes of Stranger Things, so I, it's not time yet for another report on the rewatch.
0: So I'll hold that off at least another week. But uh, yeah,
1: nothing, nothing particularly notable this week.
2: I, I literally haven't had a day off since last time we recorded. This is my first day off since last time we recorded. I think so. I'm just tired. Uh, that's fine. Well, you probably get some booze in you over the course of this. So, uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Straight to the news. Uh, we got uh, some renewals uh, to talk about. No I mean, Not many, I don't think, but we have a, a renewal for multiple seasons, though. Huh? CBS are uh, confident about <laughs> <sighs> one of Jeez. one of those shows.
0: Uh, they've renewed The Equalizer, starring Queen Latifah, for seasons three and four. I don't remember what this is. Well, I assume it's a spin-off of sorts from the movie starring
1: uh, Denzel Washington. I, I assumed
2: that as well, but other than that, like... Yeah, I, mean, I don't really know much about all that either. Uh, the photo yeah. here's got Ward
1: from S.H.I.E.L.D. in it, though. Yeah. So he's on he's That's on good. the show. Or at least he was on the show. I don't know if he's like a regular or if he's just guested in an episode. He just happens to be in this photo, but... Uh...
2: If, if they're using him in a photo, he's probably a regular. Getting a, get a nice little steady paycheck. Yeah. Uh, hey. Uh, so, there you go. I <laughs> don't have to add. <laughs> CBS shows, it surprised me they don't renew more things in blocks of seasons like this because so much of the stuff's so consistent, right, with, with their audiences that they kind of know what they're gonna have for years.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, on the other side of things, though, cancellation. Uh, after two seasons, Peacock
2: have cancelled. Save by the Bell. I did not realize Peacock had been around long enough to cancel things yet. That's maybe the first thing they've cancelled. I don't know. I don't remember any other Peacock cancellations. No, me
1: either. But I mean, I mean, I'm assuming something they did that was only one season, maybe didn't, maybe get cancelled already. But yes, their <laughs> Save by the Bell reboot, which was one of their their big names they were touting, as their flagship, <laughs> has been cancelled already. So.
0: There you go. Uh, Not much to add. I guess people really didn't want it that much after all.
2: Are you really surprised? Uh, No, 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 I'm not. That's my point. When this was announced, we were all like, who's this for? Who wants this? And turns out no one. Yeah, I'm I'm not
1: really sure. Uh, So, there you go. Bye-bye, save the bell. Again. again <laughs> uh we got premiere dates we got a premiere date for cobra kai season five that's coming on september 9th on netflix uh surprisingly beloved show this one yeah Great people look. really like this yeah I'll have, to, I'll have to check it out at some point uh because when it started it was weird because it was in that you know it was youtube to begin with and then it shifted to netflix after like two seasons it was it was a yeah. whole thing but uh i'll have to get it at some point uh, and then our premiere date is for a show that I'll actually tell you something about, because it's a, it's a new show. Uh, and that is Maggie, starring Rebecca Rittenhouse, which has got a premiere date on Hulu. It's going to debut the entire season on July 6th. So, so uh, mm. yeah, look at that. Uh, the interesting part here, though, is that it was actually ordered originally at ABC, and then
2: it was moved to Hulu. So they made a shift there as to where they wanted mm. it to go. Uh, It doesn't sell me with confidence, between those two elements of its release schedule.
1: Oh sure. Uh, It's a comedy, it follows uh, Rittenhouse's titular character, a psychic navigating the dating world. (laughs) Maggie's gift allows her to see into the future of her friends, parents, clients, and random people on the street. But when she begins to see glimpses of her own destiny after meeting an unexpected stranger, her romantic life suddenly goes a lot more complicated. Can you let yourself fall in love when you think that you know how it ends? She probably should have seen this coming.
2: I can see how this functions as a comedy quite easily. Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, there you go. That's starting on, on July 6th. Uh, Maggie. So, a, a rom-com sitcom with a psychic. The the perfect combination, clearly. Uh, and then, I didn't send this to you make you watch it, I didn't really want to talk about it, but I just want to acknowledge mm. That there was a trailer for House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel. God
2: damn it! What's wrong with you? It came out All this All the shitty week. trailers you made me watch, and that like objectively one of the biggest shows, and you're like, "No, we're good." <laughs> we are good. I just, I'm just acknowledging it. We can move on. No, I'm, I'm watching the trailer right now. Screw uh, you. Uh, what?
1: It's like two minutes. Well, it's a minute and a half. But are gonna have to sit here for a minute and a half and wait for you to finish. Like, I'll tell you this. I glanced at it. I skimmed through it. Some bad-looking wigs. Uh, That's fair. A lot of fantasy bollocks. They love showing yeah. that, that Iron Throne. They, they, they do. Love, there's, love there's,
2: there's dragons. The, the fan service of the Iron Throne, you yeah, know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> Look, it, it, it looks like Game of Thrones stuff, and you got Matt Smith in a crazy, very, very, very blonde wig. He's got a bit of a... Uh a Malfoy thing going on there with that way. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Hey, and a date, August 21st.
1: That... We did have that date already. I think we had that date already, because that wasn't in the news article, so I assume that was just already a thing. Uh, but, yes.
2: Can maybe. I tell you how much I will not be watching this? I have a sneaking suspicion our patrons will say otherwise. <laughs> okay, they may maybe watch the first episode, but they can't make me watch any more than that. I mean, if they tip on the video of the, uh, of the review of the first one, <laughs> uh, I'm sure they can make you.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it will take significant,
0: significant, uh, uh, what currency did they use in Game of Thrones?
2: Like gold coins? I don't, I don't know if the I, currency has a name. I don't know why I sound like a leprechaun and just ask for gold, but all right. So <laughs> if you
1: have to toss me enough gold, uh, maybe, but uh, uh, it will be
2: hate-watched significantly. I, I, um, sure. All right. I got through the trailer. It, lo- it, it looks like Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah, it just looks like more
1: boring Game of Thrones. There's nothing interesting People going I love Game of Thrones, Pete. No, no, they did
2: love Game of Thrones. The That's ending... why I said loved. I said loved. <laughs> I, I think, actually, that is one of the most interesting things about this show to me is culturally how much everyone soured on Game of Thrones at the end and how much people are going to go, oh, well, you know, it's a new show. We'll give it a pass. We'll give it a, a, you know, a, a clean try because we still liked, you know, 80, 90% of Game of Thrones. G- generally, you know, not me personally, we, just culturally. The collective we. So will they kind of give it a pass and go for it? Or or will it be like, you know, that last season it was too Honestly, sour and this <sighs> is going to do not so hot? I can see it going either way. I
1: can see it going down the path of it's not necessarily a complete bomb, but... It is nothing compared to the numbers the original pulled in because too many people have sewered on it, and it's also you know it's 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 a it's a follow up, it's a spin off, it's it's sometimes that just dilutes what was there, and people don't want more of it. Alternatively, it, it could, and this is the the sad way it could go. And not that like if it's good, it's a success and fine. I don't really care, but like. What I don't want is something to be successful just because it has the name. And just because it will do well no matter what. Because it you know, it bugs me sometimes that Marvel stuff does well no matter what, just because it's now Marvel and connected that, to Marvel. That's fair. So, but for all
2: we know, it might actually be a good show on its own merits. You'll hate it anyway just because you hate that stuff. But that doesn't mean it's bad. It just means you don't like it. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. Yeah, you will. You will, because those patrons are making you watch at least one, and you know it. I'll be the judge of that, you bastard. Uh,
1: so, next up, uh, it felt worth mentioning that Paramount Plus is finally rolling out to more places, and one of the places it's rolling out to is the UK, funnily enough. Uh, so you can st- stop faffing about with VPNs or chasing down where the Trek shows are going elsewhere, uh, because it's launching on the 22nd of June in the UK
2: maybe maybe I'll hold off on a, on watching like halo until then. Oh, okay. I did just order a new halo mouse. Hear me out. Hear me out. There was a uh, like a, a Razer mouse that that happened to have a Halo limited edition like from you know from when Halo Infinite launched last year it's like a tie in like product branded one. But it was reduced to Less than a third of the price of the standard, you know, plain black version of the mouse, and I was looking at a new mouse soon anyway. So I was like, "Oh, go on then." So I, I have a, I have a, a Master Chief mouse coming. <laughs> that was a thrilling story. It was. Uh, everyone should have a Master Chief mouse in their life.
1: Ah, uh, dear. Uh, apparently, South Korea is going to be next after the UK, and then they've got plans for. Uh Italy, Germany, France and Austria in the second half of the year. So they're they're sort of gradually rolling things standard out. Standard
2: continental Europe rollout. Yeah. Well South Korea is obviously a bit different <laughs> to that. It, but... it is, but <laughs> for the rest of it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, the rest of it. That's, that's pretty standard.
1: Yeah, uh but there are some that are you know, like Spain's not I mean, unless Spain already has it. There's a couple of random places that do have it already. So maybe Spain already has it. But you know, like there's definitely some places that still seem to be missing uh missing out. Uh but uh it's worth mentioning that well, it, you can get it on your own. I believe it's gonna be six ninety nine in the UK Does
2: per month. I think the same price as Disney Plus.
1: Uh it, you can also get it as part of a bundle on Sky because they've got a deal with Sky to offer it as that's a sort of pack in kind of service. So sure. Sky have those with kind of everyone though. Yeah. Uh, so uh just worth mentioning. Um but there you go. Uh so where are we're, all, we're all at the, the the show. We got one comedy to talk about. Thrill me. Netflix has given the green light uh, to Liz Feldman and her new dark comedy, No Good Deed. No Good Deed follows three very different families vying to buy the very same 1920s Spanish-style villa that they think will solve all their problems. But, as the sellers have already discovered, sometimes the home of your dreams can be a
0: total nightmare. I'm not,
2: I'm not sure what this is, actually. To be what, what? This is very upper class. Let's compete to buy a nineteen twenty a 1920 style <laughs> Spanish villa. Well, it sounds like there's something wrong with the house, and that's why the sellers want to unload it. So there's
1: a bit of a, a dark irony or something. To, but I'm just not sure what it is. Like, what's the... You know? Yeah, I have no idea. Is it, is oh. it, is it like that movie with uh, Tom Hanks and uh, Shelley from Cheers? The Fix... fix it's not called The Fixer Upper. But that's what it's about. They get, like, a house, but then it, all, it does nothing but break down and have problems and need things fixed. It's a, you know, it's a whole comedy about the house just breaking apart. I mean, it could be that. It could be, yeah. But that's a bit hijinksy. It's, it's a dark comedy. So I suspect there's maybe more of a sinister side to it. that a play maybe, it it's, maybe. Maybe it's haunted.
0: Uh, maybe it's haunted, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yes. There you go.
2: Uh I, I just think the biggest surprise here is Netflix are still committing to, to making shows, I guess. Well season ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe a season two. I, I, didn't I read something this week about that they're, they're being sued by their own shareholders? Uh <laughs> maybe. Sounds uh, okay. I, what, that was quite a thing to, to throw out there. <laughs> so I am going to Google that because otherwise that that feels well, yeah. um, it's a bit slanderous. Or, or slanderous yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, there, there are headlines suggesting that. The company is being sued for allegedly misleading shareholders on subscriber gro- growth. According to the complaint, Netflix gave misleading statements and failed to disclose that subscriptions were declining due to, among other things, account sharing by customers and increased competition from other streaming services. Investors owned shares between October 21 and April 22, are seeking monetary damages. Do
1: mm. you know the sad part is about Netflix's current issue, which is, it's not growing as much as it used to be, which is making the stocks not go very well, so on and so on, is that, I I genuinely thought in 2016 2017 because of the general standard and consistency of a lot of their original content that they would actually survive this when all of the other places launched with their own IP that already had you know because you know Disney have Marvel Star Wars we we knew that day yeah. was coming and coming.
2: Paramount we ha- spoke about this quite a bit yeah
1: Paramount has Trek and so you know all these different places have their their movie franchises or TV franchises that they can bank on and. I, thought, I generally thought at the time that things like Mindhunter, the OA, obviously the bigger stuff like Stranger Things and so on and so on, all those things would build a bouquet that would mean that it would survive when the
2: time comes. Just a, a combination of that and just pure name recognition and just yeah. people just having a subscription and just being used to that as part of their daily life. But the sad
1: part is, though, is that over the last three or four years, they have declined in quality, where a lot of the new shows aren't worth watching, a lot of them are being cancelled after one or two seasons, and they're getting a bit of a reputation for cancelling things. They're, you know, it's now a joke that they cancel things after a couple of seasons, and lots of people say, "I'm not going to bother watching a season one until I know that the show's ending with a with a proper final."
2: Yeah, which is a which so of a self-fulfilling prophecy, right, is a self fulfilling prophecy, right? In that, yeah, but they created this problem. I uh, wonder if they're doing better. Internationally, as opposed to in the US, because obviously outside the US, they still air a lot of things that you know the, the US networks make. So, like, like yeah. you know, Hall, we're watching right now, for example, that's you know airs next day on Netflix, and they still have quite a few things like that internationally. Like, I uh, think a lot of the CW shows, for example,
1: yeah. But notably, what well, the big one you just mentioned there's the ending, <laughs> so it, it know, is times it, are changing, it, it
2: is, yeah. Um. Uh, That's why I think I mentioned last time we talked about this that they have a, a big anime slate because again they kind of just they managed to bring a lot of it over. Um, well, that. All, all the the weebs can keep them afloat then, but
1: it's just it's interesting that I I do genuinely think they would have been fending off the competition much better had they, you know, because Mindhunter and it wasn't really their fault with Mindhunter because it kind of was like more Fincher's interest and so on, but uh, you know they cancelled away, they kind of backed out of of some interesting things. It,
2: it's it's I wonder if this world that we're in with all the fractured streaming services that we knew was coming for a long time, if it mm-hmm. happened a little bit sooner when Netflix uh, was still maybe. in that higher period, maybe they'd have sustained a bit longer because of that. Whereas right. now the value compared to going and, to Disney Plus or wherever. It's not so much that the quality is necessarily that much better from other
1: places. I think there's a quality problem at a lot of these like streaming places in their original content. That's just because you haven't seen Kenobi yet. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, but I- I've not been super impressed with them. They're a bit fan service by and large. And I'm thinking, uh, obviously a lot of Disney plus stuff is like that. But if, you know, when I'm thinking of like quality, not so much HBO Max originals, but HBO, of course, has a, a reputation for making quality programming, right? And because that's all included in HBO Max, I would say that they're actually the best bet for consistent quality of some sort out of all of the competing streaming services. Because the Star Trek shows in Paramount Plus have been very ropey by and large. So They have, but the
2: reality is if you want to watch Star Trek, you're going to pay for it to watch Star Trek.
1: Oh right? yeah, I'm, I'm disputing that. but I'm, 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 The point I'm trying to make here is that most of the original content from all these services is kind of rough. Like, I don't think any of the, the new ones that have... Well, I think I, I Apple's think kind Apple of... might be. They're yeah. getting there. Yeah, the Apple are kind of clawing their way there. Uh, I've only got two examples, admittedly, of the shows,
2: but I do like the two examples I've got now. But other people have a few examples, I think. Like they're, they're generally, you know, maybe not things that we've seen, mm. but there's a few things I've seen that are Apple shows that people are quite into, more so than... Some of the other stuff. Because, so, and the new Twilight Zone was terrible as well, just for the record,
1: uh, on Paramount slash CBS All Access. Mm. So, you've got that. I, I think Disney Plus uh, makes out, a, tur- churns out a lot of just fine things. Some of it bad, but mostly just fine. But nothing spectacular. I think that's their, it's, it's basically the MCU problem, but for all Disney properties. <laughs> uh, so you've got that going on. And then Peacock, I mean, they've not done anything, of do right that's just uh hey hey they had safe by the bell (laughs) uh hulu is an interesting place because hulu already existed you know hulu was kind of there in the early days of netflix anyway
2: so they have a couple of things that are notable yeah but the words hulu original don't make me particularly
1: interested i mean truth be told like we're back to kind of the time when it's that hbo like static sound it's like okay i'm about to watch something that's at least they're trying that there's some quality here because then it's not that they've never made anything bad they made true blood right so the the track record's not clean but you know by and large though they have a lot of high quality content and it seems like they've usually got something they just had uh we We own the city startup which is like a mini series from people who worked on the wire i watched the first episode of that was very high quality um you know it's not been that long since lovecraft country it's not been that long uh, Rachel Jemison's is a pretty good comedy. Like they, they have consistent things that seem of value and of interest. Whereas, yeah. I would say, like, Netflix had that for a while. Because we've, we've said this in a few of these episodes in the last month or so. But Netflix, there was a time in 2016 2017 where every couple of weeks there was a, at least something worth trying.
2: And a lot of hits came out of that period. I think, I, I'm a little bit surprised, I think, by the the exodus away from Netflix because if you'd asked me, I'd have said just, hey, you know, having enough stuff that, hey, it's just okay probably would have been enough for the majority of people like just the the mass audience Well, yeah, but you're competing that with other stuff that's
1: just okay, but has brands like Star Wars attached to it. Yes, so and I think you, that's, the, that's the trick that, oh, and I, I think and if I, Netflix oh, was cheaper it'd be fine. Yeah, that's the third point I was going to make, is that Netflix is basically twice the price of most of the, HBO's quite pricey compared to the others as well,
2: but Netflix... As was just said, HBO yeah. have a brand in themselves, they have, Yeah, they have a brand of, we are a premium service that you want to pay for. And as far as their original content goes,
1: that reputation goes back to 1999, give or take, with Sopranos. So... That's a long They they've they're known for their original programming far before streaming was a thing and that's cool. Like that they have that legacy and they get to own that, they get to use that as a tool and
2: say this is what we have. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it is they they've cultivated that brand of premium product and that's why they probably won't lower their price. There's a there's a, there's a famous story of it in, in uh in the in the whiskey industry, which is really interesting. This 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 ties in, I promise you. Where yeah, during on. the eighties when vodka and clear streets where well, they were all the rage. No one wanted to drink whiskey. It was kind of seen as like, you know, old fashioned, you know, whatever. Um, so all the whiskey makers were right, okay, let's cut prices, let's make cheaper products, let's try and appeal you know, they they made something called light whiskey, which was basically whiskey diluted with vodka, essentially, to try and appeal more to, you know, the current crowd. And you had a maker's mark went, No, screw this. We're putting our price up. And decided that they were going to market themselves as we are a premium product. They didn't change anything in their recipe. Nothing about the, the drink changed, but they were just like, no, we're going to stake our place as we're the premium product that you want to pay more for because this is the good stuff. And that endured for like you know, a good 25, 30 years. Even now they, they can, you, you would probably recognize a bottle of it on the shelf just because you, you, you see it in movies and all sorts of things because it has that association from that period where they were like no we're gonna claim that standard and, and that's kind of what hbo is doing now where yes they're charging more than the others but because they've already cultivated that no we are the premium brand they can um if they if they charge too little they, they cost the risk, risk of just devaluing that now
1: yeah uh and it's inevitable that the others are all going to rise up a bit over time anyway but Netflix is notably, like, double, more than double the price of some of those others, right? If if you're wanting, and this is the thing, Disney Plus includes 4K, there's no, like, different prices. So, you have to compare it to the 4K Netflix option, which is more than double the
2: price. Uh, Is it more than double? Jesus, how much am I paying for Netflix? It's like £16 for 4K now. (laughs) That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: Disney Plus, I believe, is... seven. Seven, yeah. and Amazon includes fork. and Amazon's fork is not very
2: good, but it does include it. Like it's not like an it extra does. thing. And Amazon also has the like. I I wonder how many people are actually buying just Amazon Prime Video and how many people just buy Amazon Prime generally speaking, and how that just includes video amongst all the other stuff that Amazon Prime has. Because I know yeah. that's what I do.
1: Yeah, you know, Amazon Prime has this weird thing where even if you only want it for the other thing, a lot of people make. Just see the value oh well I, I like the idea of both so i'll get it because it's like a package deal and i get to have the two
2: things so i think that's still only seven or eight pound a month i think it's eight I, it, yeah is is eight yeah but also okay i get you know i get the the delivery you know free and fast you know i, I get you know there, there are kindle books that are included for free for example there's a lot of other little perks on top of just i'm not paying eight pound for just their video service which Frankly, I don't think it would be worth it. But because it's included in everything else I get as part of that package, I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, if you want it for random movies, I've I've found for years that Amazon has
1: a better selection of random movies than Netflix does. Yes. Uh, and I would stand by that. So, you know, it, it's, it's particularly it sticks out to me how overpriced Netflix starts to feel when you're not getting much in the way of original content obviously yeah we've got stranger things at the end of this month and that's great like and lots of people i'm sure are going to sign up for a month or two just to get those you know those episodes Mm -hmm. uh but like you know it's 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 tough and uh, you know a lot of people have gotten used to having it and they may stick out for a while but as more things come up where they see oh this other service is launching and it's half the price and it's oh it's got something that i care about because it's a new Trek show or because it's a new Star Wars show or because it's whatever then all of a sudden people's because this is the thing I switch from this is, you know this is music but I switched from Spotify to YouTube music and one of the reasons that I'd been wanting to do it and did it was because it also gave me the premium YouTube on top of just the music service it was like you know I I get to for basically the same price I guess like one pound more I get both the no ads on YouTube but still support creators and also get like the Spotify equivalent service.
0: Yeah,
2: so I did the same thing. Um, the uh, the driving factor was Spotify being really shitty. Uh, you know, a few months ago. Sure yeah, yeah, they were making we they were
1: they were making some yeah some moves, and it was like okay, well, this is a this is a good little excuse just to
2: finally and do it. Realize, I, I, I use YouTube Music on a is that what it's called? YouTube Music, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, on a on a on a daily basis, and I have done for months now. I still think it's an inferior service to, to Spotify, is, is the sad reality. Yeah, but when
1: you you package on the YouTube Premium with it, all of a sudden it's like, well, this is actually still pretty, this is actually better
2: uh, just, overall, though. Right, I got, I mean, I don't know, you probably did it start with something similar, the free trial, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I got used to, oh, no no ads on YouTube, and also, the thing that, that has annoyed me for years, that YouTube hid behind a paywall, is minimizing videos on my phone and them um, keep playing in the background and not stop as it's, soon as I try to do something else. It's hard to uh, give that up once you're used to it. Yeah. And and once I was used to it, I was like, well, <sighs> there's no point in paying for this and Spotify. You, even, even if YouTube Music is a inferior service to Spotify, it's not by enough that it's worth me paying two bills. But some things I like about it, it's a little bit more,
1: actually. Like, Spotify's not perfect. I think there's a lot of little things in Spotify that annoy me about how it worked. But, um, so, it's a bit of give and take for me. But... Uh, that sounds like we're just shilling for uh, <laughs> a YouTube service, and we're on YouTube, so people do think we're we're, in, we're we've got an incentive for it. Oh, so, I, uh, trust I, me. I wish I wish we did. I, I will happily shit on YouTube when they make a stupid, dumbass decision because they do often a lot of the
2: time yeah <laughs> um, I, i'm sure there are many videos of us shitting on youtube
1: uh, this is just a good example of like the combination service uh beating the rival music service which i just think is relevant to what we're talking about here with some of these streaming options say versus amazon that has the extra things on top um yep. so you know that
2: is worth mentioning it's worth knowing um so nah, just... is it's probably why people will pick up paramount plus bundled with sky right because oh well it's only a few extra pound added on to, to my package already yeah yeah if you, if you happen to have sky and you
1: know uh, but obviously they wanted to be a standalone service too because more and more people are giving up things like cable and satellite because they don't want these big huge bills they want just a few streaming services that they can you know cancel at any time and swap over when and
2: i think that's, that's what we spoke about before yes people are like oh it's like cable all over again you know once you add up all these bills it's, it's you know, it's X amount a month, and yes, but the reality is you can just drop in and out of all of them as you choose yeah. each month. You don't have to have all of them at the same time.
1: Yeah, I, like, I would recommend only ever having two or three at a time and just sort of rotate through, and that way you're never too bogged down. And it's, you know, it is better, like, it being a la carte is way better than oh, you only get this specific, you know, you only get the horror channel if you get the XL package, which is, you know, 40 a month because it's in that bundle. And that's all, that's the only way you can get that channel. Like, this is easily better. The fact you can just go and get Shudder for, you know, like $7,
2: $8 a month, whatever it is, (laughs) like, is fantastic. Right. And I think there is, obviously, there's a lot of these niche services, and I think they're just going to get more and more. Because I think fundamentally, like, Disney Plus is a, is a niche service. It's got bigger appeal, but it's niche in the sense that 80% of their subscribers that are there for new content are there for Star Wars and Marvel, if not more, right? That is, it's a very specific audience target. They happen to be a very big audience, but it's still, they're targeting kind of one thing. And it's the same with, with Paramount+. Plus. A lot of their target audience is just, hey, we're here for Star Trek. And it's that's not that different to Shudder, where, you, you know, we're here for horror or... Crunchyroll where you're here for anime. It's kind of like that same thing, you know, they're the different varying audience st- sizes, but mostly they're fairly focused services still. say, even, even Disney Plus.
1: Yeah, obviously, they don't necessarily want that long-term, because they, they're obviously, keep, they keep trying to make other things work, and some things will break through eventually and be successes on their own and add some variety. Uh, you know, in the same way that you, you see, you know, Paramount has like what the Yellowstone spin off, so they're trying to like do more things like that that gain their own following. So, I mean, credit to Apple in the sense that you know, things like Ted Lasso and not to quite the same big extent, but you know, it's not just me that likes Severance, like that. that was seeing some buzz online for that, like people were discovering it and going, Hey, this is a cool original what was
2: show. the um, the Shyamalan
1: show? Ah, uh, the one with the, the baby uh servant,
2: was he? Yeah, that was. People seem to be into that for the most part. I think season four of that or something like that's coming soon.
1: Like that's you Jesus, know, really? yeah, it's that's how long Apple Plus is but I don't know.
2: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's, time is scary. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was online season two still. Well, <laughs> someone pointed out like
1: yesterday or the day before was like a it'd been like a ten year anniversary since the Avengers came out, and I was like, oh god,
0: that's <laughs>
2: <laughs> i think it was it was the same thing it was uh, a few months ago when it was the the anniversary was released on how long uh, hot fuzz had been out oh yeah I was like, two, oh god
1: yeah 2007 that's 15 years yeah
2: yeah i was like oh god it's that long yeah that's terrifying yeah it's
1: it's, it's uh the time is a scary I scary think, i i had
2: that um i i've told you before the last bond film came out it was um it was just kind of before they delayed it for the first time for the pandemic, where they were, you know, they were in the mark in cycle building up to it because that's, you know, how close it was, and they were talking like, about, yeah, you know, bondy has been out of the game for like five years, you know, this is this is where we're picking up. I was like, oh cool, five years. I guess they're skipping a bit of time, you know, whatever. And then I was like, shit, the last movie was five years ago. <laughs> I was like, when did that happen? It, it didn't yeah. feel like that at all. Terrifying. Yeah, obviously things right in there are
1: a little bit. <laughs> They've got an extra little layer of like two years. We're basically on
2: pause for a lot of the yeah, movie industry. We, so we, we went to book a holiday last week. Like, just like a, like we were looking. Oh, we'll look for a holiday for later in the year, and then and then Paige ended up looking at last minute deals. She she I was at work and went on a break. She goes, how do you feel about this holiday in three weeks' time? I was like, sure, why not? Because last minute deals tend to be cheaper. Mm. And um, and then she's like, okay, cool. I'll look into it. And then uh. Half an hour later, I was like... She goes, my passport's out of date. Goes, I've, I've lost... Because, you know, in her mind, she still had, like, you know, a year and a half on it or whatever. But because we'd lost... Not really, but, you know, kind of lost those two years, so to speak. It's like, oh. Oh, yeah. Guess guess we should sort that out.
1: Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, that was a bit of a tangent, but... Uh, th- it was, but it was yeah. mostly relevant to TV. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we probably have to stop having this conversation or variations of it, because it's happened a few times, but basically it's it's kind of just disheartening how little I care about Netflix as a
2: platform now. Yes, I agree. And I agree that we should stop having that conversation, but at least this time it was a slightly different angle and it had a, mm. had a, a specific focus in, in what we brought to that one, I think, compared to the usual uh, Netflix. I, I think the more niche ones
1: appeal to me more a little bit now. Uh... Something like a I don't have Shudder right this minute, but like Shudder, I do appreciate that it is very much like, no, no, this is for a specific community who likes a very specific type of thing. Uh, and they'll just try and fill it. It's like how I've seen this story, the the WWE one, right? Um, I although that kind of became because the thing with the WWE is that that service replaced their previous model, which was the pay per view model, so that was $50 you had to pay per pay per view. As opposed to just paying 10 per month but the idea was is that so many more people would be willing to pay 10 per month and that would you know cover the cost and, and more of them would just
2: stay year round so even, yeah because the paper views are what monthly? quarterly monthly are On, they monthly for them yeah they're monthly oh okay fair enough i thought they were quarterly so that's how sometimes
1: they're more than monthly <laughs> sometimes you get sometimes you get to the end of the year and they've had like 15 in the year so it's you know it works out kind of weird uh but that's the thing you know, so they went for x amount of years, and it's kind of unequivocally a bit of a failure, and that they never quite got enough subscribers to justify the change um mm-hmm. so that's why they made a the deal with peacock and in the u s now it's like tied to peacock and peacock you know universal pay them money to like host all their the content in there, and that's how they're recouping it um so so that one's a bit murky that's the, that's the sort of example where. They tried to replace a lot of their income from before with this new model that was cheaper, and it kind of didn't work.
2: Yeah, it's interesting as well, like, in, in the UK, we've got uh, BritBox, which was teamed up with, like, all the major broadcasters. It was, like It was BBC, ITV, and Channel 4, I think, were the, kind of the three main contributors. And, from what I'm aware of, ITV have bought out the others and are just transforming it going forward into an ITV service. ITV Plus. Well, that... they, they already had... They that, already had a service. That sounds like a dystopian nightmare to me. I can't imagine wanting to watch anything from ITV. <laughs> so, wait, do you not want to watch all the episodes of Love Island? Like,
1: well, the only things I can think of that I have ever liked from ITV since childhood, right, going all the way back, is okay. Art Attack. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think... And probably just game shows like, that's probably it they, they made some game shows that were entertaining and that was probably it they probably, they probably still do you just don't watch them anymore uh, true yeah but like I'm thinking the ones I watched when I did watch You know, I'm pretty sure Catchphrase was on ITV I'm pretty sure Family Fortunes was ITV uh, and some other ones but like that's
2: basically it yeah ITV does nothing for me I can't think of any ITV original content like no. you know, dramatised programming that I would want to see no, which like, and I, I... I, I'm very because BritBox has been objectively, I think, quite a good service in terms of having that wide range of content, Um, but still being like, hey, this is all your, you know, your UK created content essentially, uh-huh. Um and also it has all of Doctor Who on it. So I hope that doesn't go anywhere because I really like having all the Doctor Who somewhere available. <laughs> <on the street. laughs> I, I I suppose they could shift it over to iPlayer again because that's. Like, Torchwood is still all on iPlayer and not on Britbox, which is weird. And iPlayer is free. So, there's, there's there's pros and cons. Yeah, it's just messy. Yeah. It's messy. Don't make it messy.
1: The whole thing's made... Like, streamers make it easier, that you get all the content from the one place because they own it from the one service. Don't, don't start divvying things up. It just makes everyone want to avoid streaming. <laughs> and go other places, which
2: you don't want. So stop it. it. It's almost like that they've learned nothing from the music industry over the last 20 years. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, baffling.
1: Anyway, let's move into the, uh, the dramas uh, on, on the news this week. So, uh, first up, Viola Davis is in talks to star in another spin-off <laughs> to Suicide Squad and Peacemaker about Amanda Waller. Okay. She's a good Amanda
2: Waller. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I necessarily want a TV show, just a bit of Amanda Waller, though. Depends what it is. I can see the potential in that, to uh, be honest. Uh,
1: but yeah, so another DC Comics TV spin-off for HBO Max. Um, it certainly shows that they're not slowing down on developing more DC things for HBO Max in the wake of the whole Warner Discovery thing. So,
2: No, uh, that's not surprising to me. I think they kind of have to, because I think that's an easy an easy area to rival Disney Plus with, right, is, hey, we, we can still have all our oh, sure. other prestige programming, but we can directly rival all their Marvel content with DC content if we want to. Aye. So, yeah, uh, James Gunn will be executive producing the project. Um, He did say at
1: some point earlier that there was another spin-off being developed that is connected to the universe, but it won't be as much of a comedy as Peacemaker is, so we kind of finally know that this is what it is. It's a, an Amanda Waller show of some kind. Um. So, yeah, uh, there's no details about you know like anything else, like what the plot would be or whatever.
2: No, like I say, You know, if, if it was me, it would be uh, Amanda, Waller, like you know, juggling all the different things that she does. Mm. Like you know, yes, she runs Suicide Squad, but she has a lot of other things. Her trying to answer to you know other government officials, kind of justifying what she does without giving away detail. You know that that sort of kind of thriller espionage stuff kind of angle on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's not the first character I'd pick to be a protagonist
1: in something. Like, I-, I think she's a great character in the DC Universe. I don't necessarily think I would ever pick her to be the lead in a story, but.
2: I, I agree. Um,
1: like, I, I would. Like, either, I, w- but... like I-, I would give her, like, an episode. Like, you know, if she was in a show, right, and you give her, like, a special episode
2: that follows her perspective, that'd be cool, but. No, I actually agree with you on this. But I also, if it is happening, I'm just trying to think of, okay, how how would you go about it? And I can see, you know, if you're there told, right, go and make this show, I I can see the angles you would take on it, potentially, and create something hopefully good, you know, at least not inherently bad on concept.
1: Hmm. Uh, Next up, we got uh, Obliterate, which is an action comedy series that is uh, being set, (laughs) set to go. It's ordered at Netflix. Uh, it comes from the creators of Cobra Kai, so they're good. What's interesting about this one is that it was actually originally ordered in 2019 at TBS, and probably the pandemic is why it kind of, you know, amongst a lot of other projects, just kind of got this left is, behind. This is an action comedy. Why are we talking about it in this section and not with the comedies? Well, because action comedy, I'm still assuming is going to be 40-minute to an hour I mean, action show. Just because this comedic doesn't put it into the sitcom territory, which is where, you know, what the comedy section is. Oh, hold on,
2: hold on. are we renaming the comedy section to sitcoms now? Well,
1: no, but like, I, I, like if, if something goes into an hour long slot on TV, right? Or the equivalent in a streaming service in this case, that goes in the dramas. That's what the drama section is. Mm. I think you're, you're stretching the rules a little bit here. Look... It just it sounds better to say comedies and dramas and say the half-hour shows and the hour
2: shows. But you need to be a uh, more upfront so you don't get subscri- uh, sued for you know misleading your subscribers. I've got a funny feeling the upcoming upfronts—you're not going to do too well.
0: <laughs> oh, we do those. I—I <laughs> th- I think we—I think we're about that time. Uh. Uh. By the way, so this is um.
1: A high octane action comedy that tells the story of an elite special forces team who thwarts a deadly threat to Las Vegas. After the celebratory party with booze, drugs, and sex, the team discovers that the bomb they deactivated was a fake. The now intoxicated team now have to fight through their impairments, overcome their personal issues, oh, damn it. and find the real bomb and save the world. How big is the bomb that is going to? <laughs> like, I thought it would just be Vegas that would be screwed. No, not the whole planet.
0: You but... would think, wouldn't you? But
1: <laughs> yeah. How many megatons you need to, <laughs> to do the whole planet? I don't
0: know. 42. Hmm. Reasonable guess, I suppose. Uh, so, yeah. So, maybe it will be a half-hour show, but to
2: me that sounds like it's going to be a... That sounds like a half-hour Netflix show. Like, absolutely. I don't, I don't know. I'm skeptical. Well, time will prove me right. <laughs> uh, only if you're still alive to be proven right. Hey, my liver will
0: do its job. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> All right. Next up, Jeff
1: Dials, uh is going to start in a new limited series at Netflix. And, you know, he was in uh, Godless, which was uh, one of Netflix's good limited series. It was. Really saw a little western. Uh, David E. Kelly and uh, Regina King uh, producing which is cool. Uh, Mm -hmm. So this is A Man in Full. It's a six episode limited series based on Tom Wolfe's 1998 novel. Um, The story centers around Charlie Croker, a polarizing and robust Atlanta real estate mogul who faces sudden bankruptcy. Crude, rude and irrepressible Charlie defends his empire against all takers at any cost.
0: Oh, okay. There's not a whole lot there to get said about, it, but I can kind of see, like at least the, the, like that description of
1: the character. I can kind of see Jeff Daniels like giving it his all in a performance of being oh, this, like, you know, this bastard who's trying to hold on to his empire, if you mm-hmm. will. Uh, I I can see that working. Uh, but you know, while that the show it will look appealing, just kind
2: of comes down to you know writing, and direct,
1: and all the usual things that you can't really get from this.
2: Yeah, it's all well and good having a a strong lead actor, and it is a good start, but the rest remains to be seen. All right, let's talk about Project Nemesis.
1: Oh, yeah, can't wait. (laughs) Uh, Not to be confused with the Nemesis Project uh, from Resident Evil, the video game series
0: uh, from Capcom. Such a hit that they were like, "Ah,
2: yeah, let's reboot it again about. Resident Evil 8 just came out like, last year. Exactly, and they're, they're do a reboot any day now.
1: <laughs> and hell, Resident Evil 3, the one with Nemesis, got remade the year before that, so it's was... Do a reboot any day now, Pete. <laughs> Project Nemesis is what we're talking about. So Jeremy Robinson's The Nemesis Saga is a novel series, and the first book is Project Nemesis, which is what's been developed into... Presumably the first season, potentially, of a of a show. Uh by Sony Television. So Project Nemesis is based on Robinson's Kaiju thriller. Uh it delivers on destruction uh common to the kaiju genre, but not without sacrificing character. When the DNA of Nemesis stars <laughs> the Greek goddess of vengeance, what? Shop. Uh is
2: merged. With what, that, why, why is that your problem uh, here? <laughs> because we're, we're in a kaiju show and you're worried about some Greek gods. <laughs> I'm just cracking a
1: joke that I, I, I associate Nemesis with Resident Evil and any other version I, I just refute. I'm just, I'm, I'm just doing a bit of character stuff here, right? Just go with it. No, it's terrible. Right? Uh, so, the Greek, so Nemesis, the Greek goddess of vengeance is merged with that of Mago, uh, a murdered little girl. It's, or maybe, uh, maybe it's Majo. Maybe it's a soft G, I'm not sure. Uh, but merged with Major, a murdered little girl, the resulting trauma-fueled kaiju rampages from the backwoods of Maine to the streets of Boston in search of their killer. Heading up uh, the response to this otherworldly threat is John Hudson, a sarcastic DHS agent whose leadership of the agency's paranormal division was a joke until now. So.
2: I want to read these books. It,
1: sounds fun. it does sound okay honestly the idea that the kaiju merges with a dead girl who wants to find her killer is okay that gives the kaiju some direction and interest that i think is cool and then the idea that you've got this guy who was kind of the Mulder who was like you know joked about ah you know or maybe he's not even like that maybe like maybe even he thought it was like oh i'm in this shithole division because no one wants me because i'm disgraced or something and now all of a sudden. Oh, wait, this is my. <laughs> now, now I'm in charge of the kaiju squad. <laughs>
2: okay. That, yeah. Mm. I'm getting vibes of a of a comic for, uh, recently called uh, Homesick Pilots, mm. which kind of has kaiju houses and other buildings kind of being kaijuized. Oh, interesting. Uh, maybe a little bit of Colossal, the uh, Anne mm. Hathaway
1: movie. A little touch of that as well. movie. Yeah. yeah, it's a decent little movie, actually. So, yeah. Honestly, like I could see all the ways this will fall apart and all the ways that it may just be kind of like surface level, but I can see the potential for the fun in this. So Yeah, it's definitely got potential for sure. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Project Nemesis. Uh, well, so, all the jokes we cracked about it and then it turned out to actually be quite interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I
1: mean, it won't be as good as the original Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. So I'm pretty sure of that. It'll surpass it.
2: In every way, including gameplay. (laughs) Shut up. Uh,
0: Next up, uh, so, yeah, the,
1: so the father-son duo of Henry and Max Winkler, uh, you'll know who the father is, right? From, you know, Fonzie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's also in Scream. The rest of the development's kind of the big thing that I would know him from, but I know you've not watched that, so <laughs> I didn't want like to go with that. I, I was like, he jumps the shark! He jumps the shark! You know, I was about to say that, but... Uh, uh, you probably could have just said that and I'd have gone, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I know who you are, but... But anyway, so... Uh, HBO is working uh, with them. They're developing uh, King Rex, a limited series, um, where... Uh, Henry Winkler is going to star and his son Max is directing the pilot uh, and this is the first time that they've worked together. So it's based on the November 1980 Texas Monthly article Rex Cobble and the Cowboy Mafia by Lawrence Wright. Uh, the project explores a buried treasure of a true crime mystery how a North Texas kingdom got itself smashed to pieces by a judge's gavel, the IRS and the FBI. Henry Linker will play the gangster Cobble. I'm trying to think of him in like a super serious role. He's always, he's always been kind of a comedic guy to me. That's kind of mm. interesting. Uh, but he's going to play the gangster Cobble and insiders say that the character is straight out of the gangster film Casino and unlike any character the Emmy winner has ever played. Uh, so yeah, well, there they, you go then. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Deadline added a little bit on there at the end that wasn't obviously the original show text.
2: But uh, yeah, okay. I, I get that this doesn't sound bad, but yeah, probably not for me. I'm not I'm not super into gangster stuff that much.
1: Yeah, so I, I think his son uh, is one of the people who worked on Barry, which is I know a lot of people like that. People did like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so also I assume he, pretty uh, sure
2: uh, gone. I was going to say I'm pretty sure. He, I'm sure he's that means he directed some of that, if not all of it. Oh, so. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, and people like that show, so probably going to be solid work again. Yeah. Just gonna say, I'm pretty sure Rex translates as king, so the title is just King King.
0: Maybe that's the point. Maybe he's 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 that much of a narcissist. It's the King of Kings. Yes. Wait, that's just an emperor. Never mind. Carry on. Maybe yeah, King of Kings someone killer killer, Depending on
2: it, it does. I don't I don't know why they dropped that and started using emperor. I I, I guess it's less of a mouthful, but. King of Kings does sound cooler.
0: Um,
2: Alright, next up. Uh, the Prince of Tides, which is
1: another movie that's getting turned into a TV show. I have to confess, I'm not familiar with this movie. No, me either. No. Uh But, uh, Taylor, who directed The Help, is developing the adaptation. Uh, it was a 1991 film. Uh, this is for Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, it starred Barbara Streisand and um, Nick Nolte. Uh, the film told the story of a New York psychiatrist who is treating Sally, an emotionally scarred woman, who finds it helpful to discuss her South Carolina family's troubled history with her twin brother. Uh, he and the psychiatrist find themselves drawn together by their equally uh, turbulent paths, and they form an alliance that ultimately leads to romance. Of course it does.
2: Yeah. Uh, I can see this functioning as a TV show, though.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a weird, sort of, like, it's funny how so, what some of the movies that are being picked for, oh, we're going to do that as a TV show now. Like It's relatively random in the sense that now, now it's not just what the hits were, it's like they're looking for
2: interest. You know, in, in, in a way, it has me more, not excited, but more... Optimistic. Less, yeah, more optimistic, less concerned with, oh, because they're not doing this, it's just a, oh, name recognition cash grab, because yeah. no one's heard of this film. Well, I'm, I'm sure some people have, but... The vast majority oh, yeah. of like, really haven't. Yeah, I don't. I don't even mean to
1: imply this didn't do well for the type of like drama or whatever it was. Maybe it did do well at the time, but uh, the point being is, it's, you know, it's, this is not being picked because yeah, like you say, name recognition. This is someone's looking at this and going, "Oh, this can make a TV show," and they're developing it under that. Which is more potential. There's more potential in that than just oh, we'll use this name and then we'll try and think of a TV show. That it- Work with that
2: name. Right, exactly. And and ultimately I think it doesn't sound like something for us. But that doesn't mean it'll be a bad show for what it's trying to do. Um I, I mean it might still be bad anyway. That that's always possible. But I don't think it'll be bad because it's an adaptation of a film that they wanted to cash in on, like a lot of the other ones are.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh next up, uh The Lioness, which is a novel by Chris Bo Bohagelin? Bohagelin? Bo Bo-Jilin. Bo-Jilin. I'm gonna go with Bojlin, yeah i that wake watch with that. Uh, <laughs> What's the JB? Like, one of those, like, ones you pronounce like Y or something. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so The Lioness is, is going to be adapted by E1 for TV. Um, it's a historical fiction thriller that follows a Hollywood starlet and her entourage as they embark on a luxurious African safari that turns deadly. <laughs> and It sounds pulpy and I'm into it. Yeah, it's, it's not even out yet. It's
2: coming out on May 10th, so very soon. So, you know, it's in a few days, but... Uh, yeah. I already have two books arriving that day, so I probably shouldn't. But, <laughs> maybe.
1: Uh, what's notable here is that this uh, author's previous book was The Flight Attendant, which HBO Max adapted into that uh, show that's doing relatively well, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. it, some credibility there, as far it, as... It,
2: it sounds... I, I can see the potential for this as a TV show, for sure. Yeah. Sounds more like a one-and-done limited series, though. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. Unless somehow they get into another adventure in Season 2. I mean, that is how a lot of these pulpy things tend to go, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Next up, Don Cheadle's uh, The Radical Act Banner and Adam Scott's Getting Rad Productions. The Radical Act and Getting Rad. That's a funny pair to be...
2: Collaborating on something. Uh, Maybe they decided that we need to collaborate on something just just because of our names.
1: But yeah, they're joining up to uh, develop a show about the 2010 arrest of a dozen black politicians and operatives in Georgia over alleged voter fraud and the fallout that followed. Uh, It's based on John Ward's 2019 article, how a criminal investigation in Georgia set an ominous tone for the African-American voters. So, obviously, a very big serious topic, something that I'm sure they, they feel very passionate about, and obviously, reading that paragraph sounds quite dry, but it may also actually be very informative, I imagine, the, the final product. Uh, yeah, and
2: I can definitely see how this is dramatised into an effective TV show. Yeah. Uh, you, know, just, you know, There's a bigger paragraph here, but it's effectively talking about how
1: you know, all of a sudden, a lot of uh, Republicans and the, the the news would be showing images of, like, uh, these prisoners in their jumpsuits and things like that on TV, a lot, a lot of uh, you know, using it as ammunition, effectively, uh, amongst other things, so uh, yeah, you know, uh, as well as things it's hard to be excited about on its own, uh, it's called Whitman 10 Plus 2 is the title, which I'm sure is relevant to Something and a significantly yeah. less of a mouthful than the title of the article. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I say 10 plus two, you know, it's written, you know, the number's 10, then a plus sign, then two, you know, so equipment yeah. 10 plus two. So it, it actually doesn't look that long as a title. They say it's a lot to read out comparatively, but yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, that is uh, Don Cheadle and Adam Scott producing uh, that. So next up, uh, Janelle Monet is going to star um, as the iconic entertainer and freedom fighter uh, Josephine Baker in the TV series De La Resistance or Resistance probably is how you might pronounce it but I don't see an accent so I'm just
2: going it's with it. It's like just De La Resistance.
0: But I, don't, I don't do French, I don't.
2: Not do I, but I'm just making a guess. Oh, whatever.
1: A24 is uh, behind this though so th- this is one of their TV developments so this is probably going to be fairly good you you would expect the focus of the drama will be on baker's role as a spy for the allies during the french resistance helping defeat the nazis and on her experience as one of the world's most iconic talented and glamorous entertainers Uh, i wonder if this is going to do a thing where it jumps between like when things were normal before like occupied france and like when she was just being you know who she was or after i don't know if she was as famous before or after it but uh the idea, that it'll contrast between what she was doing during the war and
2: her and then time as an entertainer.
1: Normality, yeah. yeah. Uh, so,
0: yeah.
2: But again, another one like, it could be good. Yeah, yeah. Another one that might be quite informative to people who don't know their, know her story. And I think maybe more more interesting than the last one as a TV show in the sense of just based off this. Here we've got a bit more information. We've we've got a star attached. We've got okay, eight twenty four. We okay. I, I kind of know what to expect from a. A24 product in terms of, you know, what they go for.
1: This is a bit further along in that sense. Uh, There's no destination for it, but it does mention here that apparently there's a bit of a bidding war between the streamers to get it. I'm not surprised at all by that. So they probably all want a slice of this, because they can see it as the potential. Um, As far as, like, typically... (sighs) You know, some things feel like they're more at home in certain places because of the genre or whatever. This is a bit more neutral and just more of a prestige project. So, generally speaking, I just want it to go somewhere where it'll get its
2: due. So, it, it, HBO it or Apple—it says a picks. lot. Yeah, I was going to say that. My first thought when you describe this, I say, "Oh, okay, this is the the prestige project." Yeah, my mind went to Apple. would probably want this. Yeah, Apple and HBO—the are the two that I would say it would fare best at.
1: But that's not to say that it like if Hulu or whoever wanted to the money and effort into it. Like, they that, that could be their big thing. They could say, hey, we did this, we did this one, and it's going to get a lot of, acc- of acclaim and so on. I don't so. see it on Amazon. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... I, mean, I don't see it on Shutter. <laughs> no, but I'm... I'm... Or Crunchyroll. Unless no, Crunchyroll really wants
2: to start branching out. <laughs> right, but let's be reasonable here. <laughs> there's no explicit reason why it shouldn't be on Amazon. Yes, yes, Beyond yes. just me bringing in my my biases and mm. expectations of what an Amazon show is. I don't see it on
0: Tubi. We could sit
2: here all night with a list on places we see it on. <laughs> do you know
0: where do oh, right. I don't see it
2: on? Where? Stan. That is a deep pull. As a deep pull. I don't know if Stan still exists. I'm going to check. Does I don't Stan... know. I, I hope it exists. Just... Yeah. It probably doesn't because Australia got Netflix now. Yeah, for everyone doesn't
1: know, Stan was just a streaming service in Australia back when they didn't have Netflix. Uh, Stan, Stan streaming. Oh, no. It exists. It's going uh, strong. It has 2.3 million users as of the 4th of May
2: last year. So I assume it's still... That's not bad for yeah. something that's just in one country.
1: Yeah, still going, yeah. Headquarters, Sydney, Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stan's service. Stan. Yeah. I'm just curious, is it anywhere other than Australia?
2: Uh, I don't uh, think it, so. it definitely wasn't at the time. Yeah, I don't think so. But, uh, but it's been a long time since I've looked into Stan. Oh, there's even an article on Wikipedia for Stan original content. Oh, see, look at them. They got original they content. They got this.
1: I'm proud of this. Maybe, maybe this is a Stan original. Who knows? I am proud of Australia
2: for, for doing this. Knocking this out. Uh, yeah, they learned from our cultural legacy of Dave. Hey, interesting. They took it into the streaming world. Interesting
1: tidbit. In 2017, this, this was how Australians watched Twin Peaks. This is where the new
2: Twin Peaks aired in Australia. So Maybe this really is a Stan show. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs>
0: Connor stands for Stan. Then we all. Alright, final story
1: of the week. It's actually one of the bigger ones, but typically I put the main networks, you know, the basic networks at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, even though this felt like it probably is a bigger deal, it should have been further up to the list. Uh, and that is, NBC has ordered a reboot of Quantum Leap. Oh, okay. And... What's interesting is, uh, I was reading this earlier, is that it is actually set in continuity of sorts with the original show. So they gonna, not, they're going to address that ending? It's not recast, you know, the character. So, well, yeah, so, a well, Luke, of course, it was a sci-fi show from uh, maybe the late 80s, but mostly the 90s. Um, And you had a... Uh,
0: oh, God, what's his name? The main actor. Steen Dean Stockwell, but the main actor was... Scott also for star trek enterprise yeah oh back how did i forget there we go.
1: <laughs> i think i remember bacula <laughs> anyway uh so yeah did a, did a um so it's been hard uh so the early pilot buzz uh was reported earlier in the week or last week and uh you know it looked good for the, the pickup and this is like nbc's one of the first people to actually order one of their new pilots to, to series uh and this article points out that they tend to be first. For whatever reason, NBC tends to be a little it's earlier. It's about
2: that time of year, though. It is usually May, June. Yeah, yeah. And we are in May now. We are. Areas, that is. We are, yeah. Uh, so that is cool. Uh, they're
1: doing some reshows in the pilot, which is not that regular. Normal, yeah. 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 Uh, but, yeah. So, yeah, what's interesting is that it's going to pick up. Uh you know, in present day, and it's going to actually reference the fact that uh, the character from the original, the uh, official wording here, it's been 30 years since Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. Now a new team have been assembled to restart the project in the hopes of understanding the mysteries behind the machine and the man who created it. So, you know, that is, you know, they're using it as the backdrop. It is in continuity that mm-hmm. this happened. Uh, which means, like, they could, ha- they could totally cameo at some point. Like, they could totally do it. Like I, I think it's not just a could. I think they will. Yeah. Season 1? You think it's happening in season 1? You think they're going yep. to do it?
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. 100%. If they were smart, they'd use it as a selling point for a renewal and say, no, we're going to do this next year, though. Yeah, so.
2: No, I, I think that, no, I think they do that, but I think they do it in the, the final episode. Uh, show it. Yeah. They can bring him in and be like, hey, look, oh, we can get more of this next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've heard a little bit of buzz, uh, the actor uh, who
1: is the lead in this show. Um, star uh, Raymond Lee here is the star. Uh I've not seen him in anything, but apparently he was good in a sitcom. Uh, I was hearing some buzz about him on Twitter, so maybe they've got a good lead here as well, which is, you know, encouraging.
2: That uh, helps, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I know uh, you know, me and Tara have been talking about, you know, what we'll do when we're finished with Babylon Five and uh you know, Croaton Leap was one of the shows that was thrown around. If there's going to be a new show on that's that's any good? <laughs> Maybe that's more of a reason to, to be reviewing the old show. But, uh,
0: let's get cracking. Hey, we'll gather when we get. We got B five
2: needs to finish first. Ah, who cares about that? Any people care about
1: that? More people watch those Babylon five reviews than anything you're on. So I am aware. <laughs> oh, so it's salt. There's some salt in the CR. Right, oh I yeah, think. yeah. That's fine. Clearly, we can live with that. Uh. So yeah uh, I mean this is neat like quantum leap. I appreciate that it, they're not just like try to make the same character again with a new actor. Like they're they're saying this is something that can be this this experiment that something went wrong with. There's a mystery to it, you know, from 30 years ago. So you, you can use that as a bit of a mysterious backdrop uh, and because it's a very episodic style of narrative you know and it's and its concept it does lend itself well to TV and telling different interesting stories each episode. So It does, yeah. Uh, you know, so. Because uh, those of you who don't know, I mean, I, I've not watched the original show, so I, I may not get this exactly right, but you know, the, the main character's jumping from like different times, periods into different characters' bodies, and uh, you know. Yeah, it temporarily possesses people's bodies or something, yeah. right? So he's trying to get home. That's
2: the whole concept of the show. Uh, and uh, clearly, as, as as this description spoils, He does not.
0: Uh, Well, I I don't
1: know if that spoils that, necessarily. He has been missing for 30 years. He may secretly get home, and the world just doesn't know about it.
2: (laughs) I mean, sure, but it's... I think this description very clearly... I mean, I'm not mad about that, because, you know,
1: I'm someone who spends a lot of time on the internet. I have seen the, the final text screen of the show, which I won't spoil... For, for people, just in case you've not seen it. But it's I know, quite funny though, isn't it? I, I know what the final thing you see in that show was, just because it's a bit of pop culture at this point. You know, pop yeah. culture history, but... uh, Yeah. So. Be kind of interested if this show gets to fix that. And gets to say, hey, we're going to actually give
0: you, like, that character's happy ending now, after all this time. Or maybe there was a happy ending all along, and we just didn't know it. Well, maybe.
1: Maybe I don't know. So yeah. that's cool. This is a, this is a neater pickup, and I very really even toy with checking out a, a network show at this point. But I mean, I'll definitely listen in the pilot vote if nothing else when it's when it's hitting. Uh, I bet you will, yeah. Uh, but hey, there you go. That is this week's TV news, Connor. What was your favorite uh news item of the week? Uh, I can't remember what I was
2: excited about. The Kaiju one. I don't know, probably. Project Nemesis, that's what you're going with, okay. Maybe. I don't remember what else there was already, I'll be honest, i forgot.
1: That's fair. I... yeah, that sounded alright. I think Quantum Loops may be a little interesting, just because it's, uh... I've always because been of intri- what it is. intrigued yeah. by the old show. Um, what worst thing by far was that stupid Game of Thrones spin-off
2: trailer. I believe well, you didn't even watch the trailer properly and have a, a serious discussion I want about to. all the themes that that trailer was bringing. I didn't want to. The um, shit you make me watch. Oh,
0: <laughs> <It's laughs>
2: dear. You're doing such a disservice to our audience.
0: No,
1: it's payback because you yeah. were enjoying the fact that I was watching a terrible movie last night for Screams, so...
2: You are always watching a terrible movie for Screams. If, I, if if someone's not enjoying that, then what's the point? I don't want you to enjoy it. Everyone else can enjoy it. I just don't want you to enjoy it. That's the... oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I am people. Mm. Allegedly debatable uh, that yeah. has been the, the TV news <laughs>
1: let us know what you thought of the various stories this week in the comments below you can like and subscribe, ding the bell for notifications uh, check out of course patreon.com slash and naturally all the different TV review stuff that's went out in the past week or so uh, the classic shows of course uh, are Star Trek Next Generation Babylon 5 uh, but you can of course uh, check out newest reviews of Better Call Saul um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds um, I don't think that review will be up when this news goes up, but it'll probably be out tomorrow after this news goes up, uh, and the Picard finale becoming a day or two after that. So there was there was a lot of like bunched up TV stuff right at the same part of the week. I, so I assume all... you watched
0: Star Trek. I've watched Strange New Worlds so far. Right, just give me a, a yes or no. Worth checking out. I don't like spoiling my review. one cent- one word maybe
2: I regret giving you a one word answer. <laughs>
0: possibly
2: oh and I-, I guess I'll just have to check out the review to find out why aye <laughs> you will <welcome. laughs> so
1: thank you for joining us everyone uh, it's been a pleasure uh, keep watching TV <laughs> Have you got any vanilla?